and welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am your host, Denise Walsh. I combine science, scripture, and stories that will inspire you to dive deep, break through your own personal glass ceiling, and design a life of your dreams. Are you overworked, overstressed, and overwhelmed? You want life to be different, but you don't even know how to get there. Man, oh man, I lived there myself. And in my experience with working with thousands of people from all walks of life, there is one simple thing that holds so many of us back, a lack of time management. We may know what we want, but we often don't know how to get there and don't feel like we can add one more thing into our already busy day. And that's exactly why I created the Dream Life Action Planner. It's a 90-day inspired game plan that will give you total clarity on your greatest priorities and skyrocket your productivity on the tasks that matter most. And now, for a limited time, you can get your own copy for free. And when you go to denisewalsh.com slash action. Denise Walsh, D-E-N-I-S-E-W-A-L-S-H dot com slash action, A-C-T-I-O-N. Put your information in and we will send this action planner directly to your inbox so you can set your goals, reprioritize your calendar and design your dream life today. Yay! Big, big welcome back to the Dreamcast. I am super excited about today's interview because we have somebody with us today who has always known that she was made for more. She has just known when she was working her full-time job, nine to five cubicle, bank teller, like those situations were fine, but they weren't great for her. And she had this restlessness, this restlessness that said, I know that I was made for more and I'm currently not living in my purpose. So what do you do next? And our next guest is going to take us through that journey where she she took a step out. She did something different. She decided to kind of own who she was and stand loud and proud. And because of that, she's a successful entrepreneur today working on a program called Turn Purpose to Profits. And I'm really excited to connect with her. So big Dreamcast welcome to Jen Johnson. Well, hello. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm excited to connect with you today. I know we are very like-minded building our business because we have a passion and a heart for people. And it sounds like you are the same way. So tell me a little bit about that transition time for you when you... You know, you were restless, you were in the nine to five, you were kind of grinding it out, but slowly dying inside. Yeah, you know, for me, I've always, I'm someone that gets bored very easily. (laughs) Uh, And so for me, I was always looking for change and always seeking something bigger than what I was already doing. I'm very ambitious. I'm an outside of the box thinker and creative and sitting in a cubicle or or being behind a desk was really suffocating for me. And I just knew I was meant to really go out there and tap into you know, all the, the gifts and the, the skills and the things that I have been given as a God-given ability and really utilize those to the fullest. And one of the first things that you went after or you did, it sounds like you were a Christian singer. Did you get on stage? Did you travel? Tell me a little bit about that journey. 
Yeah. You know, my father was a college pastor all through my younger years and he was a musician as well. So music just kind of flowed through the blood and, you know, starting out, I was in like girl bands and, you know, when I moved, I decided to move to Southern California at the age of 18 because I saw a band playing at Disneyland and they were on this stage and it was coming out of the ground. And I'm like, I need to do that. Like, where do I do that? And so I connected with people that were that were on those stages and, and playing all the different, you know, weddings and corporate parties and all of that kind of stuff. And they really just took me in as like a, a green, you know, performer. And and I was working with some amazing veterans in the industry and was able to really end up going part-time at, at my day job and really focus more on music at the time. And that uh, slowly led into getting more into working with worship teams and, you know, going more of the Christian vein. Very cool. Now, I want to ask about this because you said you saw something that you wanted. Now, I have to tell you, not everybody who sees, you know, a girl band coming out of the stage says, that's me. (laughs) So I like, like, I love that when you notice and you resonate something where you go, Ooh, I want to do that. Taking ownership of that because it's not normal for everyone. I think I've learned that in my career when I think, Ooh, I want to do that. Sometimes we have an tendency to dismiss it or not think it's important or think everybody's thinking that too. And they're not. So you saw the stage, you know, come out and you're like, Oh, that's me. And then you connected to people. I think that's really important because you didn't just sit on it and think about it. You started taking action. So how do you start to connect with people that are doing what you want to do? You know, for me, I think to the older we get, Denise, the more afraid we get to take those steps. And at the time, I was at my senior grad night at Disneyland. And actually at California Adventure, the band was like on a float walking around. And I finally just went up to the guy, pretty fearless at that age, like not really thinking anything of it. And really starting to connect with him and and he was introducing me to people. I just think that it's important when we have those feelings. People usually say don't act on your based upon your feelings, but when it's a good feeling and it gets you excited and you feel like butterflies about it and it gets you into this moves your energy in a positive direction, that's when someone I admire so much, Mel Robbins, says use that five second rule and go in and go after it. And I didn't think twice about it at that time. So I think when you know you really, really want something and when God puts those moments in front of you, you either need to act or you're going to hold yourself back. Absolutely. I love that. You see it and you go and you just say, hey, I'm Jen. Nice to meet you. Let's be friends. (laughs) That's the first step. Just taking that first step and, and knowing don't worry about what happens next because all you have is that moment to work off of. Yeah. And you're right. When we're younger, we don't see, we don't have as much anxiety. You know, they say fear, future events appearing real. And usually it's not true. And we use our imagination for the negative and that we kind of create our own anxiety and stop ourselves before we even get started. But when you're young, you don't have that as much. So you really are able to kind of step out and create some of the cool things. Absolutely. I think that, and as, as we get older, I think it's just important that in little moments, if we're at an event and we see a leader that we want to go talk to, they, they take that five seconds, decide and go do it. Uh, train your, You have to really train yourself and use that muscle constantly. And the more you use it in little scenarios, the easier it will be to use it in those bigger scenarios. 
Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So you were living in your purpose. So now, you know, you know what it's like to live in your strength zone, earning an income, doing what you love, but eventually you end up at the bank. How were your years at the bank? You know, I didn't really have a problem with it. I actually worked at a credit union and they're so much, they're more pleasant. (laughs) And for eight years, I was there prior to that. I was at a a standard bank, but you know, it was a job. It, It was good benefits. It was flexible, but it just wasn't something I absolutely loved. And it wasn't really allowing me to use the things I was capable of using, my voice, my skill sets in other areas of of what I'm capable of doing. So I just felt a little lackluster, a little... I, I wasn't making a contribution to anything that I felt that I should be making a contribution to. I think that's really interesting to think about when we are using our gifts and skills and our God given talents to give back. That fuels us too. So if you don't really feel like you're adding value or helping people in a way, for me, at least I found too, that that was kind of something that really started to take my soul. (laughs) Yeah, it can be. And after eight years, by the time I was having my kids and those last couple of years, it was really starting to weigh me down. And I was starting to actually slack a little bit and find myself not really moving forward, but actually messing up more at work and and finding errors and and things like that. And I just started to lose every interest in what I was doing. So and I didn't I didn't want to operate that way. I that's not who I am. That's not where I wanted to be. I always want to be, you know, making a bigger dent or a bigger footprint in people's lives. And I felt like I was taking that away from the customers. And and so it, I just knew at that time it was time for me to to move on. And I ended up going into a different field of work, which I loved and I think really helped propel me into uh, actually making uh, you know online marketing a, a success for me for the past four years. But I ended up getting laid off from that job a year later. And I really think those moments are just defining. And I wasn't even sad about it. (laughs) Once I got laid off from that whole new phase I went into, I really found it as an opportunity. And I just knew God was ready to open another door. Yeah, we uh, we hit roadblocks or have disappointments or things change sometimes on our own time schedule. But we can always look back and see how things lined up, I feel like. Yeah, we really can. And sometimes in the moment, it may be awful for most people when they get laid off or fired or whatever. They're usually pretty upset about it. It was such a tough situation with that whole scenario, walking on ice every time I walked in the door with the people that were there. And it was just this very negative. I loved the job, but the energy of who I had to deal with half the time was really rough. So I think that once it finally all you know, went down and and I was relieved from that duty. I felt relief and I felt excited for... And I think think that's the thing is you have to decide, am I going to act in fear or am I going to act in faith in this moment? And I just had faith that God had a bigger plan at that point. He He needed to get me into that job for a moment to really help me develop some skills to be able to push into what I'm doing now. Awesome. Awesome. And so you you said you can either choose faith or you can choose fear. And I think it's natural for us to like go to that fear, but it is a choice and we have the ability to choose faith. Sometimes we have to choose it several times a day, but we do have the ability to choose faith and trust and belief and focusing on what we want rather than that rabbit trail 
of negativity that can come into us. So you're now working in online business and creating products. Tell me a few aha moments that you've had throughout the past few years. You know, for me, one of my biggest aha moments is really learning to build a business that you love and love the way you operate it. I think especially when I was... I struggled in network marketing for years prior to all of this. And I think the way that I was always taught to go about it just wasn't lined up with who I am as a person. (laughs) And I'm a little introverted. I really don't need to... I love events and things like that. But I don't need to be around people to be fueled. And so the idea of you know, picking up the phone to call my family and friends and all of these things, I really wanted to find a way to do it that would be suited towards what I'm good at and skilled at and what my personality really lends itself towards. And that's when I discovered attraction marketing and really started to go that route and learning to put myself out there, put my message out there, what my mission is, use my voice to just attract the right people so that they raise their hand And then we can actually have a conversation that is really purposeful and meaningful and actually helps move the needle uh, with that relationship, whether it be a customer or a business builder or whatever that looks like. That's very cool. I think knowing those strengths about yourself are really helpful because then you know when something doesn't resonate with you and you know kind of why because you, you know who you are. And then not trying to change yourself to fit X, Y, and Z, but creating a process that fits who you are. So you stay fueled. Otherwise, you could get burnout and tired and overwhelmed and you know quit before you even get started. So totally explain attraction marketing for anybody who doesn't know what it is. So I kind of like to break it up uh, the way my mentor taught it to me. You know, attraction is something when you think of attraction on its own, it's just something chemical. People are either attracted to you or they're not, or they're attracted to a certain type of book or a certain type of movie or certain types of foods or certain guys and girls. Like we have this attraction and we can say, oh, it's because he has blue eyes and dark hair, but there is a chemical reaction happening. And so it's attraction mark. Attraction isn't something that is taught. It's just something something that is. And so when you learn to really put yourself out there in a lot of different ways, a lot of people think they need to lead with their product and service. But honestly, a lot of times I connect with more people just sharing my faith. And, and that's why they connect with me. And that's why they they love learning from me because of that aspect. Or maybe it's because you have a dog and you're obsessed with dogs. You're going to have people connect and be attracted to that because they're obsessed with dogs too. And it creates that bond. And then when it comes to marketing, you're just putting out different pieces of value and information in different formats, whether that's a podcast like we're doing now or an ebook or a download. And you're really moving people through the process of basically getting their permission to continue to deliver value and offers to them via your email list. Mm, yes. And and I love that because... Okay. So attraction, marketing. So you will market. You are going to have to get the word out about what you're doing, but you're really leading them to you, which means... Like we mentioned, knowing who you are and then creating content about different hobbies, different passions, your family, your faith. Can you give me some examples of either posts or email messages or stories that you might share that would draw people into you? 
Yeah. So recently I uh, went to an event that I was speaking at and uh, there was a gala that took place. And, you know, I love taking pictures everywhere because you can always use them later. Right. And I love taking candid pictures. I love being able to make it look in the moment. And a lot of times people think, I just don't know what to post, but you don't want to think about what to post. You want to actually go live life and do things and then bring those pictures to life with your stories. And I could take a picture. So I, I had a picture. I was in my gown and I was looking out a window. And I just look at the picture and I think, okay, what does this picture mean to me? Or what is it saying? Or how how could I write a story that would be relevant to the picture? And so, you know, I, I had talked about how, you know, we love to compare and, and look at other people and um, and think and we, we uh, get jealous and we envy and we love to self-doubt and have these limiting beliefs and how even in this picture that looks so, you know, I'm in this gown and all dressed up, I still see my flaws, but you have to learn not to dwell on them. And so just trying to find realness in your life that you can document and share those stories. And you could take one picture and write five different stories about it if you wanted to. You just have to put that thinking cap on and really start telling, becoming a good storyteller. (laughs) Yeah. And thinking, what does my audience need to hear? What do they want to hear? Or yeah. And you're, and you're doing it in a way that takes them on a journey rather than just, and like you mentioned emotions, you're bringing emotions into it rather than just saying facts. Yeah. And then a lot of people think, well, how do I sell my products that way? You could do the same thing. You know, it's not really about focusing on the product. You know, when it comes to health and wellness, people don't want to lose weight. They want to feel good. They want to be confident. They want to look sexy. They want to, you know, they have a deeper, there's always an underlying issue that goes beneath that surface. That's what you really want to start speaking to and really relating to them. I I saw a video one time of a gal who did a a video where she was sitting in her closet and she said, I used to cry in my closet. And she was sitting in her closet and telling that story. And there's women today literally doing that. And that's what they're going to connect with. Mm, Yeah, absolutely. You said faith-based business building. And I think a lot of times people separate it. You know, They don't talk about their faith at work and you just don't mix the two. It's just kind of like not asking people how much money they make. It's just a thing you do. Um, But yet you've combined them. Tell me about that. You know, it's funny because definitely religion and politics don't talk anything about it. And, you know, I had come across a dear friend of mine who had had a Christ-centered coaching that he had created. And for a year, I really prayed about it and was, as I was deepening my relationship with the Lord and and getting quiet and really focusing on, on reading scripture, I just felt like as a Christian, you are called to minister and you're called to incorporate that into whatever you do, whether it's work or your kids or your family. And I just really thought, how could I incorporate it? And for a year, I sat on it and prayed. And I really didn't get much more direction other than, Jen, you just need to start, you know? And so I finally just started with the whole turn purpose to profit mission. And it just kind of unfolded from there. I think it's important that... And the way that I looked at it was, if you tell a a Christian to not talk about their faith and their beliefs, it's like telling a network marketer to not talk about their opportunity. So for me, I wasn't looking to please everybody. I wasn't looking to get the approval of everybody. 
to me, it's more important to be in purpose and be living out my mission and doing what I'm called to do. And one of the things that we're told to do as believers is, is minister. And so I really acted on faith. I had to go with that and, and trust that God would bless that process and lead the people that really needed to hear that. And ever since I really did that, this is called polarization, by the way, for those out there. And when you decide to polarize and stand for something, uh, you will go so much faster. You can stand for something or fall for everything. And I just really chose to make that stand. Amazing. And I, I, a couple things come to mind You're, I, when you say polarization and standing for something. You know, vanilla, you, I've heard this saying, you can be vanilla about everything, which is just like, whatever. But nobody really connects with you there. They connect with you when you do say, this is who I am. And this is what I want. And this is what I believe in. And, and the people that agree are in line with you will attract attraction marketing attract to you because they agree and they believe now not everybody will but again we don't need everybody we don't even want everybody we really just want the people that will work with us well and that want what we have and are you know and, and they they do attract to that yeah that's true i mean in order to attract you have to learn to repel you have to be okay with repelling because that's what attraction is you either like something or you don't but if you don't if you're vanilla and, and just trying to please everybody, you're never going to have that deciding factor. People won't have to make a decision about anything. Mm-hmm. You'll just be trying to please everybody. And it really leads to a road to nowhere. <laughs> yeah. And it's like kind of when I think about the niche market, you know, sometimes it's easy to be like, everybody needs what I have. Mm-hmm. But then you're talking to no one. So really getting niched down and not just who is your niche market, but really niching down yourself. Like, who am I? What do I stand for? What do I like? And then being loud about that. Absolutely. I mean, getting into micro niching too, health and wellness is very broad. So do you focus on keto? Do you focus on autoimmune disorders? Do you focus on diabetes? Like what... What can you do to really niche down and find... And people think, well, that's going to make my target audience so much smaller, but it's going to be so much more focused so that people that are searching for those things on the Google or on the interwebs, they can find you a lot easier. Did you have any times where you fell flat on your face or thought like, oh my gosh, I don't know if I can do this throughout your journey? Yes. I actually struggled for about 12 years prior to going, you know, I've been full-time now for uh, a little over four years. But prior to all that, I mean, I was just clueless and I was really just searching and floundering and hopping from company to company and just looking at blaming the products and blaming the uplines and doing... I did all those things. I did the spamming and I really did not get anywhere with it. And that's when I just you know, continued doing the job and thought, okay, maybe this isn't for me. This isn't really what I'm supposed to be doing. And just kind of waited it out and waited for the next door to open. But it just kept leading back to here. (laughs) So I was like, okay, I just... And the thing is, is I was always really good at starting things, but I was a horrible finisher. I would start... I mean, I got into cake decorating. I got into making bows for my daughter when she was born. I've tried all these things. And then I would quit them when it would get too hard. So I really needed to force myself to keep going this time, even when it got rough. Because that's just part of the process. You, You can't go over it, around it, or under it. You have to go through it. 
Yeah, absolutely. And I think sometimes when we hit those roadblocks or those speed bumps, we think, oh, I'm not supposed to do this anymore. This is just a sign that I need to do something else and I'm not going to be good or whatever. But what I've learned is the the faster you can get through those speed bumps, those roadblocks, those disappointments, the no's, whatever, you see it as just a part of the journey and they don't stop you as much anymore. Whereas first they could feel like a stop sign. Pretty soon you're like plowing over them and they don't feel as important. They don't take as much emotion, emotional drain, you just like stay focused. Yeah. And a lot of times it's a test, right? And one thing I've learned is, is God's far more interested in building your character than he is your comfort, than he is your finances, than he is anything else. And so a lot of times if you're going through a struggle or you're being tested, looking out and trying to find a book or a course or a person to help them get through it, but you really have to look inward and think, what do I need to work on? Who do I need to become to get through this moment? Mm, perfect. Perfect. And it sounds like too, you've taken your idea of attraction marketing, of, of polarization, of knowing who you are and being loud about that into email marketing, blogging. Tell me a little bit about how you utilize that to build your business. Yeah, I think that content creation is the most important thing that you can uh, really have uh, as part of your daily rhythm, uh, learning to write good copy, learning to just write from the heart. Uh, I'm very, uh, what does Russell Brunson call it? Seinfeld marketing. <laughs> uh, I like to really incorporate the stories and, and the documentation. It's important to create those connections and those bonds with your audience. And when they give you permission to do so by getting on your list, you can definitely do that on a daily basis by creating free content and value, but also keeping them on the up and up with what's happening right now as far as offers and promotions and discounts and and making fun giveaways. You can really have a lot of fun with it. And it's always been fascinating to me because you know people don't... In network marketing, it, the first thing that you're told to do is build a list. But they don't want you to put the list online. <laughs> so, and that's the part that gets pretty... Uh, where I get conflicted, where I think, okay... If you're building a list and you're building your business online, your list should be online. And that's really what I want to inspire online marketers to do is have that list. If you're wanting to generate leads, generate them, get their permission to talk to them over and over again, build that bond and that trust. And over time, you're going to have sales coming in on a constant basis. Absolutely. You're always adding to our list. And what are some things that you do to get people to opt in to your list? So I, a lot of times, I a, a very simple thing you can do if you're just getting started is just inviting people to that newsletter as a call to action. If you're doing a live video, if you make a post and give some tips and you want to put PS, I'm going to be talking more about this on my newsletter today, really training people to just show up there and, and let them know that that's where you're really going to communicate more information with them. And another thing you can do is really learn to create free information, you know, a, whether it's an ebook or a download, a PDF, uh, some sort of audio or, or a podcast, and you want to tie that into something that people need to opt into. So that way you're, you're trading and exchanging information for information. And they're giving you their name and email in return for something that they actually want. And if they want that thing, they're going to want more of what you have to offer. So 
And that's ultimately why I build a blog because that content that you create, whether it's on Facebook, Instagram, or wherever, you really want to start archiving that content and building your home on the internet with a blog. So that way you can put all your freebies and all your content and and different uh, offers and promotions, you can really have people get nosy over there and checking everything out, clicking all around. And before you know it, people are just buying things without you ever even having a conversation, which is pretty powerful. Absolutely. And that's at the end of the day, what a lot of us want. We want a self-running business where it doesn't, we don't cap ourselves and it's not, doesn't begin and end with us. That's what they say. You know, we're like, we want to make money in our sleep. So we need an Aussie team. <laughs> yeah. yeah. When I looked at time freedom, to me, prospecting my face off wasn't time freedom. When I'm 80, I, I think about that. When I'm 80, do I want to be doing what I'm doing right now? When, you know, because there's the short term prospecting is great and, and that can help you make faster money on the front end. And it's a skill set that you should develop. Absolutely. But what are you doing for the long term? Are you willing to sustain what you're doing now for the rest of your life? And I know for me, that answer was heck no. <laughs> and so I really wanted to develop a long game. And that's when I really turned to the attraction marketing, blogging, email, and, and creating a system for my business and actually hiring a virtual assistant and, and doing things that would move, help me move bigger dials in my business. So tell me about your program, Turn Purpose to Profits. So Turn Purpose to Profit, it's actually... I have a, a free Facebook community centered all around that. And we really just dive deeper into the aspects of moving your business through faith versus fear. And a lot of what I talk about is inspired through a concept I learned from Warren uh, called SHAPE. And knowing your SHAPE and understanding... SHAPE is an acronym. So your spiritual gifts, your heart, your passion, your abilities, and your experiences. So really tapping into those things and understanding who you are so you can create a bigger mission and message, align yourself with the right audience that you want to serve, figure out the products that would serve them best, and then start learning how to market and really learning how to use a different... You know, there's so many different ways to build your business, you know, and there's so many different social media platforms. And most people will tell you, you have to be doing video. You have to go live. But I really believe some people aren't meant for the camera. It's not, that's not their talent. That's not their skill, but they're maybe stronger just speaking. And so a podcast would serve them better. So I really like to help people identify what comes natural to them. So they're not constantly fighting against trying to do something that someone's telling them to do, but they're not actually, that's not in their wheelhouse. That's not an ability or a skill that, that was given to them, you know, as something to do. So I like to help people identify how to figure out those abilities and those those God-given talents and utilize those to turn profit in their business. The more that we can know who we are and and own who we are and step into our own power and step into our voice and be, you know, be loud about it, I feel like like the world will get better because then you don't have the comparison game because you know who you are and you're not taking things as personally because you realize it's most of the time not about you and you're speaking your truth. And you may have some people that like what you said with polarization that repel because they don't connect with you, but you don't even hear them because you're so excited about people that do connect with you. So I feel like this would be an amazing process to go through. It's funny you say that, Denise, because I see people post about their haters and that I, I am a 
I am. A, I don't do I do. Do I, I feel like I don't have any, <laughs> do I have haters? <laughs> Cause I really, if they're saying something, I'm not hearing it. You know, I'm just so focused in what I'm doing. And I feel like, you know, if I'm repelling people, they're just doing their own thing. They're not telling me that they, they hate me in the process. So I feel like I'm winning, but yeah, when you stand still, and that was a big thing for me, learning to stand still. You know, when your kid get gets lost at Target, you tell them to stand still so you can find them. And so often people are running around trying to chase and and search for new a new business opportunity every week and new products and new this and new that. That pe- the people that you're meant to help and serve and show up for can't find you because you're just running everywhere. And you have to learn to be that rock and stand still and and really plant your flag with what you believe and what you want to help people do so that they can ultimately just come looking for you and find you. Awesome. Guys, definitely check out the free Facebook group, Turn Purpose to Profit, and we'll post all the links and stuff below. I have another question about motherhood because not only are you an achiever, you love growth. I agree. I am like so bad at being bored. (laughs) And I I schedule home days or like hangout days or like I schedule nothing on purpose, but it has to be. So if it's scheduled, I can cross it off and it feels productive. So it's very silly, but, um, (laughs) but you are, you're somebody that's goal focused, right? You've got big dreams. You've got big goals. You've got a big mission, but you're also a mom. And so we know that relationships are important as well. How do you either balance or intentionally pour into your children and, and kind of make it all work? You know, the, the balance thing is interesting because there's really no such thing, right? We dream of balance, but there's always going to be a key priority in your life. And it's going to be tied to some area of your life, whether it's financial, relationships, physical, mental, spiritual. We all have these different things that we need to work on. And when your finances are struggling and you're in debt or you need to, you, you're about to go bankrupt that's kind of a key priority that needs more attention than maybe, you know, if your relationship with your kids is strong and and going good, like you need to feed the thing that needs the most work. So there's never a perfect balance. But I think that when you learn to make your business more of a lifestyle business and for me, I used to think I had to sit down for eight hours a day in my cubicle and work on my business. But now it's like coaching calls, but then I got to go pick up my kids and then we're, I got to take my son to art class and then I'm going to come home and maybe I'll do a Facebook live. Like you're learning to integrate all of it together and just learning to know the most important things you need to do for your family and your business before your head hits the pillow each night. Absolutely. Waking up with a plan. So then you're not scattered and you actually do finish and you're not all over the place with your... I feel like a lot of times we can be somewhere, but our mind is somewhere else. And we're thinking about, you know, we're with our kids, but we should be doing this or we're working our business. We should be here. And, And when you wake up with a plan, you don't have that conflict as much. Absolutely. And what stuns me, Denise, is how many people that are building a business that don't have a calendar. <laughs> it's like your calendar, you and and it's funny, I, I'm a organized, I'm a little bit of a green personality. And I used to schedule everything. But what was funny is I wasn't putting I was putting all my business things on the calendar, but I wasn't putting my family stuff on the calendar. And when you learn to 
put all of it on the calendar. You know, the things that are scheduled that you can't change, whether it's a doctor's appointment or a Zoom call, uh, it you need to work all the other things around your appointments and really start thinking, okay, what are the things I need to do this week to move those needles in my business? What is my goal this week as far as, you know, how many people I want to connect with? What is my goal financially? And what am I going, how am I going to make money this week? That's like the most important question for your business because we think I'm doing this because I want to help people and serve people. But yes, you're also doing this because you want to make money. So how are you going to serve them and, and make money in the process? You really want to map that stuff out on your calendar and get more intentional with what your days look like and and doing that the night before. All right. So I've got two more questions for you. The first one is because we... I I love what you said, staying staying still and, and really listening and allowing our passions to bubble up and not just doing, 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 but really learning to be. Because at the end of the day, I mean, people ask me this. I'm sure they ask you, what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? And I'm like, that's not even the right question to ask because who you be, like who you are, your attitude, your energy, your belief, your excitement, your passion that matters more than the words you say. So I love that you you said that focusing on the being is really an important part of, of all aspects of life. So what do you do on a daily basis to stay connected that you couldn't live without? Definitely uh, in the mornings, my family knows don't talk to me until I've done Bible time. <laughs> like Bible study, I do listen to a daily podcast to be you know spiritually fed and, and have you know my pastor feeding me. And, and I feel like, you know, there's so many different ways you can digest scripture and sometimes having it be taught to you is a lot easier to digest than just opening and and reading, but I do both. And then, and then I journal and, you know, really just always be in tune with what my goals are and making sure that I'm staying focused. And I really work on an hour by hour basis. I think that's important because the day can get away from you and if you have to set a timer to do something just to like really develop that habit, I encourage that um, just knowing, okay, for the next hour, I'm doing this. For the next hour after that, I'm going to do this. And also not putting too much on that schedule because our eyes are bigger than our stomach and our minds are bigger than our calendar. <laughs> so, you know, it's important that we don't we think we can conquer the world in a day with all of these tasks and things. And then we le- get left feeling disappointed because we didn't complete all of it when really like three or four things the most is, you know, what you should be focusing on and making sure that you could get done each day. So I say always creating a piece of content, connecting with your email list and just meeting new people you know, going out there and meeting new people all the time. That was the main three things I was taught as uh, the grounds for like what has to happen before my day ends. Awesome. I love that. And so if somebody's listening right now and they're feeling that restlessness that you have felt in the past where they know they are made for more, but they're not quite sure what to do, what direction to take, they may be feeling a little bit of that fear, what advice could you give them? My best advice is to really just get in tune with your maker. You know, we weren't designed as creatures to self-manage. You know, everything everything comes with instructions. You know, every if you want to build a crib, if you want to build a house, if you want to set whatever you want to do, uh, if you want to build a business, there's there's different instructions and ways to do that. And 
just getting into the word and really realizing that that is our manual. That's our instruction manual for what we need to do. You can learn anything from that, whether it's finance, whether it's health, whether it's relationship, whether it's um, struggle, fear, challenges, anything that you, you can think of, really getting in tune. And, and whether you're a believer or not, it's just a book of wisdom. And it's, it's law. It's universal law that you can really tap into and start becoming very self-aware of things that you need to work on for yourself and uh, skills that you maybe need to develop. Don't be afraid to be uh, constructive with yourself and, and really call yourself out. That's something I do a lot. I call myself out when, when I notice I'm whining or when I notice I'm making an excuse. Like I'm the first person to call myself out. And you need to do that because if you don't, who will, right? Someone else can easily do it, but you need to learn to listen to yourself and trust your instincts. Mm. Yes. Beautiful. Beautiful. So having that quiet time in the morning, really settling in. I love the the shape analogy of identifying who are you? What do you like? And then creating a business that best suits your needs. So again, all of the links for Jen will be down below. Turn Purpose to Profits and then her website, Meet Jen Johnson. Thank you so much for sharing your story today, your wisdom, your experience. I'm excited to continue this relationship. It's been a pleasure, Denise. I'm I'm so thrilled to be here. As I had mentioned to you, I was one of the the very first books I ever read was yours, and so I was just so really. Yeah, so fun. That was the very. I have it on uh, my Kindle on my phone. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. It's uh, so it's a pleasure to be here, and I really appreciate you having me. Oh, yeah. Well, Retire Your Husband, for those that don't know, was the first book that we wrote. And basically, it's our like growth and leadership. Because when we got started, when I got started, I had no idea what I was doing. And I didn't know or like, I didn't know who I was. And so the growth of leadership is is kind of like exercises to help you kind of take that on a journey too. So very cool. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Thanks so much for hanging out with us today. I want to hear your aha moment from today's amazing episode. If you could leave a review at whatever podcast player you choose to listen from, Apple Podcast, CastBox, Spotify, YouTube, wherever you're listening from, leave a review and share with us your favorite part of today's episode. Thanks for hanging out. And remember to dream big.